0: Welcome to the Podcast News, a weekly show for podcast producers and anyone who loves podcasting. This week, Rev.com, a popular online transcription service, lowers pay for their transcriptionists. Apple now allows you to hide new shows in Podcast Connect while you wait for their review and approval. The podcast industry is grappling with the prospect of automated ads. PodSites looks at the conversion rates for pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll podcast ads and more. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I'll be your host this week. Here are the most interesting news articles and tutorials for the second week of November 2019. Up first, Rev.com, a popular online transcription service, lowers their pay rates for their transcriptionists. So I've been tracking this story since Monday, November 11th. It started with a tweet I saw from Andy Denart at Reality Blurred on Twitter. Quote, if you use Rev for transcriptions, read this thread. I'd love to know how Rev justifies keeping 70 cents for every dollar customers pay and giving the actual transcriptionist 30 cents per minute of audio. And since Rev.com is the transcription service I've used for a long time and recommended before, and I really like the ease and quality of the service, I took a look at this message that Andy retweeted from user at thrice dotted. Quote, All right, folks, I'm about to post a thread that's going to endanger the last reliable source of income I have. Spoiler, it's yet another example of a gig economy startup brazenly mistreating its workers. I'd encourage you to go read through the entire back and forth between all the parties involved here because it's worth understanding the details. But the short of it seems to be that Rev.com made a change that lowered the pay for their contract workers to a point to where they're not going to be able to make a living wage, which, and this should go without saying, is lame. And I've been thinking about two things related to this. The first being pay and benefits for people doing gig economy and skilled labor work full time. They should be paid a living wage and provided benefits. Also, we need universal health care in the United States, ASAP. The second thing I'm thinking about is the alternative to transcriptionists, which is transcripts made by computers and software. In my experience, these transcripts produced by computers require quite a bit of work to fix, depending on the show format and length, of course. So the end result is that you end up spending a non-trivial amount of time doing the same things you'd pay a transcriptionist to do, except they can do it better and faster than you, so you pretty quickly figure out you know, why it's worth paying them. I see automated, computer-generated transcriptions getting more accurate over time, which probably means fewer requests for podcast transcripts. If I was currently working in podcast transcription, I would begin looking into offering other related services like creating full show notes and blog posts, managing the admin work and social media accounts for a show, and so on. Regardless, all workers deserve fair pay. Erica Hall summed it up perfectly in a tweet underpaying contract workers is not a technology. So if you'd like to dig into what happened here, I've included links to all the relevant articles and tweet threads. Recommend you go check that out. And I've also provided some alternatives to rev.com in the show notes for this episode, which you can find by going to the podcastnews.simplecast.com. And finally, I've also included a link to a petition to Rev's CEO asking for fair wages for rev.com workers. So please consider signing that. Next up in the news, on a more positive note, Apple says you can now hide new shows in Podcast Connect while waiting for them to be approved by Apple's team. From an email sent out this week from the Apple Podcast team, manage show launches. You can now hide shows while being reviewed for approval. This way you can easily manage the launch of new shows directly from Podcasts Connect, which is Apple's web portal for submitting and managing your podcast. Simply select Hide Podcast after submitting it for review. This action will not impact or delay the feed's review process. When approved, you can then select Unhide Podcast and allow for up to 24 hours for your show to become searchable on Apple Podcasts. Now, I'm very pleased by this update. In the past, and presently with other podcast directories, there wasn't a way to get a new show reviewed and approved and listed without also having it go public as soon as the show was approved. This meant that it wasn't really possible to coordinate the launch of a show with when the show would also show up in Apple Podcasts and other podcast directories. The best workaround was to publish a trailer episode and then submit the show feed for review and approval and then publish the first full episodes when you were ready to, air quotes, launch the show. But this new update from Apple solves that problem. So a big thanks to the Apple Podcast team. Now I would like to see... Some of you other podcast directories follow suit here. Also worth noting, Apple has a holiday submission schedule. They say, if you plan to release new shows on Apple Podcasts in November or December, be aware of the following periods of delayed submission activity. Delayed submission activity. So if you're going to submit a show between November 22nd or December 2nd, or December 23rd through January 2nd, expect a delay in review and approval from Apple's team. So you want to plan your new show submissions carefully this holiday season. All right, third on our list of items this week. From the Wall Street Journal, the podcast industry grapples with the prospect of automated ads. And I'd like to read you a few excerpts from the article. Quote, as podcasts attract more advertisers, podcast publishers and ad sellers are beginning to embrace tactics that are common on the internet including the automated buying and selling of targeted ads. The vast majority of podcast ads today are sold directly, not auctioned through programmatic technology vendors. Most also are read by hosts or producers and baked into episodes during the recording, though they are sometimes edited in afterward. The trick is figuring out how to apply ad tech to podcasting without breaking what's working, industry executives said. Programmatic sales remain a sliver of the podcast ad business. They grew to 1.3% of U.S. sales last year, from 0.7% in 2017, according to research by the Interactive Advertising Bureau, the IAB, and PricewaterhouseCoopers. A couple thoughts I had after reading this. First, anytime I hear a programmatically inserted ad, I start tapping the skip ahead 15 seconds button. Sorry, y'all. Second... I'd bet long-time hardcore podcast listeners are more sensitive to programmatic ads than people who recently started listening to podcasts, although no one likes ads for things they aren't interested in. The hard part, of course, is finding brands and services and products that your audience will be into. Third, in my mind, the best option for the listener is having the hosts read the ads and then dynamically inserting those recordings into various places in the show. And I'm going to include a link from marketingcharts.com for an article titled, Podcast Listeners Open to Ads, Host Red, Perform Best. And I also like what Tom Webster wrote about ads in an article called, The Secret Sauce of Podcast Advertising. Quote, Second by second measurement of podcasts is coming. And when it does, the impact of a crappy ad or too many ads will be clear as day. Ads for irrelevant products, poorly produced spots, or even host-read ads that ramble without a point for four minutes are all going to be skipped. And when ads get skipped, ads don't perform. And when ads don't perform, podcasting will suffer as an ad medium. It will truly become that bane of all marketing, another thing we ruined with advertising. Let me know what you think. Would you put programmatic ads for stuff that your audience might not be into, that were recorded by someone else, into your show, if it meant a little extra cash for you at the end of the month? Next, from pod sites, and this is related, which podcast ad placement converts the best? Quote We looked at four campaigns totaling 7.7 million impressions that purchased some combination of pre roll, mid roll, and post roll spots. And in case it's not obvious, pre roll are podcast ads inserted at the beginning of the show, mid roll are in the middle of the show and post-roll spots are at the end of the show. Podsites found that pre-rolls were 47% more effective than mid-rolls, and post-rolls were 58% less effective than mid-rolls. So some interesting findings here from Pod sites. Recommend checking out this article for all the details. Now I'm kind of wondering if I should be asking my listeners to rate and review and share my show at the beginning of the episode instead of at the end of the episode. Have you ever wondered why some podcasts are harder to listen to than others? From Reddit, someone asks Can someone explain to me why some podcasts are hard to physically listen to? If I was going to rewrite that title, I would uh, let's see, I would rewrite it. Can someone explain to me why some podcasts are physically hard to listen to? User Nosfair2 writes I find some of the episodes hard to listen to in a physical sense. I don't know if it's the way the audio is mixed or recorded or if the bit rate is low, but I'm often left with a headache if I listen to episodes that sound like this. It isn't just this podcast either. And uh, shared a link to a podcast episode there. This isn't just this podcast either. Several podcasts seem to sound like this and are difficult to listen to. It sounds compressed or condensed or not equalized properly. I'm not sure how to describe it. Can someone with some experience in audio engineering... Explain this like I'm five for me. I want to understand why some podcasts sound like this. Another user responded, It's called listener fatigue, and it depends on the quality of audio recording and its editing, and shared a link to a Wikipedia article about listener fatigue, a link that I will include in the show notes, of course. I recommend learning about best practices for recording audio and common audio mistakes to avoid so you can make your show sound good. Good audio is worth investing in for a number of reasons, including preventing your potential fans and listeners from experiencing listener fatigue. So for some closing thoughts and notable mentions from Pod News, bots are scanning podcasts for music, how to use commercial music in your podcasts. Apparently, it's already starting to happen that there are bots scanning Apple podcasts for commercial music. Remember, don't use music you don't own the rights to use in your show. WordPress launches a reoccurring payments feature. Looks pretty interesting. From NPR and Edison Research, the spoken word audio report for 2019. My two favorite takeaways from this, uh, from this report were podcast daily listenership has more than doubled in the past five years and spoken word audio listening peaks in the 7 to 8 a.m. hour. So remember, publish those episodes early in the day. From the IAB recommendations for marketers in a screenless world. I actually haven't had a chance to really dig into this yet, but it looks interesting. My brother in law, Casey, shared a link to a YouTube video from the Computer File channel that might be interesting to some of you. How Alexa works? Probably. Check out this gem I noticed in the comments section. 1960. I hope the government doesn't wiretap my house. 2019. Wiretap, what's on my shopping list? Really crazy. (laughs) Colin Gray from the podcast host published How to Be a Great Podcast Interviewee. Lots of great tips there. Jay Acunzo on the Marketing Showrunners website published A CMO's Business Case for Branded Shows, Data and Ideas to Get Buy-In. From Catherine Kerr, Podcast Pioneers on Medium, 10 Predictions for UK Podcasting in 2020. And finally, from the New York Times, how to literally sound more confident and persuasive. And here's a summary for you folks who don't have a subscription, which is required to view this article. Quote, according to a paper published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, you can come off as more persuasive by speaking slightly louder than you normally do and by varying the overall volume of your voice, i.e. speaking both more loudly and softly great article there. Recommend checking it out if you have a New York Times subscription. That's going to do it for the show this week. Thanks for listening to or reading this week. This, 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 this. <laughs> Shit. That's going to do it for the show this week. Thanks for listening to or reading this week's episode. Please share this show with a friend, leave a review in Apple Podcasts, and send feedback, thoughts, and cool stories or articles to Aaron at the podcast dude until next time. Have a great week and happy podcasting.